Joining us for a closer look at what's playing out on the market scene is Simon Brown from Just One Lap. Si, good afternoon. Always a pleasure chatting to you. Absolute pleasure. Si, let's just talk about markets today. Um, green screens in Europe, they're anticipating a decision coming out of the ECB. Um, but the JSE, not such a good one. I would have thought that markets would be pleased with the fact that the US has, you know, started to, uh, you know, lessen that monetary policy um, tightening. But what, what are you seeing there? I have to say, I, I agree with you. I, I thought we would get a, a better response. Certainly, the U.S. markets loved it. Um, the the S&P was up, up over a percent. Uh, the Nasdaq up over over two percent. Our market is still, well, it's a little off the all-time highs, but it's up and there's and there's about. And we actually had a very strong January uh, locally in, in in South Africa. And, and and maybe it was, you know, the quarter percent was expected from the Federal Reserve. That's what what we had become to expect. It really was statements from uh, our Fed Chair Jerome Powell, and what he was saying was, look, it looks like inflation is beaten, but we're not going to celebrate just yet, which is a, a, a sort of you know a, a positive message. We're probably going to get a few more increases from the Fed, maybe two more quarter percents, but I, I thought we'd have a better day in the market today. Uh, commodity prices, most notably gold, responding very, very well, uh, up at 1,970 odd so far. Mm -hmm. uh, and as you mentioned there, banks under pressure. The banks under pressure kind of makes sense because now the conversation is shifting because of course markets are always in a hurry to when do rates get cut and uh, the consensus seems to be forming that it'll happen in the second half of this year sure. which banks like some higher rates. Mm -hmm. I gotta say I don't see uh, rate cuts in, in the second half maybe right at the end of the year mm -hmm. but yo, there's a lot of work still to do inflation for that to happen. I agree with you, Si, and I'm also keen to find out then about, you know, which one weighs more at this point. Is it the U.S. Fed decision or the ECB one that we are expecting later? Is the ECB decision making any impact on the local market performance right now? No, we always look to the to the Federal Reserve. I mean, make no mistake, the ECB is important. Uh, the, the European area as a, as a block is the second largest economy in the world. Um, but the, the world looks to, to, to drone power to the Federal Reserve. As you said, uh, ECB expected there's probably half a percent. It'll take them up to two and a half percent. They're, they're behind, a little more, I think, further behind the curve on the inflation story. They've still got inflation that is running uh, higher and hotter than what we've seen uh, in, in the US and, and certainly what we've seen here in, in South Africa. But but Europe has been Europe's been struggling truthfully since the, the last crisis, which was all the way back in, in, in 2008, particularly the, their banking sector. Uh, they, they never really cleaned that out. Uh, they've never really got growth booming. It's always been sort of one, maybe two percent or there's about, um, even as they did their, their quantitative easing. But even in the case of the quantitative easing, they were very late to do that post the, the global financial crisis of 2008-2009. So I is really always uh, focusing to, to, to the U.S. All right, now let's also talk about the um, U.S. manufacturing um, data. That production has slumped for the third consecutive month, Sai. Now, I'm very keen to find out if this is at all another indicator of that. So we'll call it a soft recession. That's what we're saying when we speak about the United States. Um, you know, is this another indicator of the fact that, you know, it'll be a while before uh, we, we see pre-COVID economies again, you know, where growth is a given and, you know, markets are booming and so on? 
I think you're 100% spot on. And I think that data point is exactly telling us that, that, that the U.S. economy, except for unemployment, which remains absolutely robust, um, and we're seeing wage increases in, in that space and an unemployment rate at, at, at 3.5% in, in the U.S. But what we are seeing is, you know, the, the higher prices is, is, is hurting manufacturers. Uh, it, it's hurting the people who are ultimately going to be buying it. So we're seeing uh, less demand coming through. We're seeing margins getting squeezed, and hence we're seeing production. I, I think, I mean, the, the debate last year was, you know, is it going to be a, a recession or not? And then the debate kind of shifted to, well, how bad will it be? And that's kind of now settled on, look, probably we will see, uh, maybe Europe escapes it, but US probably not, but that it's going to be soft, or maybe we should say softish, as opposed to a, a hard landing. And, and the market is comfortable with that. Truthfully, so is the Federal Reserve. They don't mind a little bit of recession. What they worried about is a lot deep, long recession. But, you know, a couple of quarters, uh, they can absolutely live with that. And the data that we're seeing uh, so far, and it, it's still early days is saying that that's probably exactly what we are going to get in the U.S. during the course of the year. All right, so I'd like to turn now to, uh, you know, some updates coming out of the mining sector. Anglo-American coming out to say that their copper output down 50%. Um, oh, that's a complete um, increasing, sorry, by 50%. That's a contrast to Glencore. They said they're seeing a 12% drop in production. Is that just a matter of an asset quality, operating environment? Um, very hard to compare the two. I, I, th I think it is. I mean, and 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 the, the Anglo-American number was really good. And, and right now, I mean, there are a couple of commodities that you really want to be in. Uh, copper is one of them. Uh, coal, another. Anglo has that. Uh, iron ore is looking good as China reopens. Of course, Anglo has that via Kumba and their South American assets. Uh, and then diamonds as well, which they have via De Beer, and that's your luxury goods. And again. That's a, a, a China story. The copper number was really good. They had some some uh, ability to 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 uh, uh, open up to get the expansion going, and that really helped their numbers. There was also equally some efficiencies in there, but it was it was a good update from Anglo American, and that's what you want at this point of the commodity cycle, where prices might be off the highs that we saw in late 2021, but they still elevated. And now you want to produce as much commodity as you can, get it to market, so you can maximize revenue and profit. All right, Nasa, I quickly want to ask you about Kumba because, you know, you've mentioned that um, there's a China story. They have seen a fall in their sales. With China reopening, are we expecting this to recover? Uh, we are. We, and we've already seen some action this year in the, in the iron ore price back around $120 a ton. Uh, Kumba has a slightly better grade, so they get a slightly better price for that. Um, but we've, we've seen that starting to happen. And that, of course, China reopening demand for steel becomes more elevated. And then, of course, there's still you know, President Biden's uh, Build Back Better plan, which has got you know billions and billions of dollars for infrastructure. So there's potentially some really good scope for, for, for iron ore. The problem Kumba's running into is Transnet and ports. It's one thing to be able to extract it out of the ground, but they're literally in the middle of South Africa. They need Transnet to get it to port. They need ports to be able to ship it out, Sardana for them. And, and that has, has been one of their biggest stumbling blocks right now. But in terms of the update from Kumba, it was broadly in line with what the market was expecting. You mentioned in the intro there, uh, headline earnings going to be down over 40%. But as I say, that didn't surprise the market. We had seen the prices through the course of last year in iron ore, uh, and we know around some of the troubles that they've been having with Transnet. All right, well, Sai, always a pleasure catching up with you um, and getting insights from you. That was Simon Brown from Just One Lap.